In the making of this podcast, which deals with a strange and curious subject, no punches have been pulled, no easy way out has been taken. Many of the smaller parts are portrayed by persons who actually are, in real life, the character they portray on the screen. This is a picture of stark realism, taking no sides, but giving you the facts, all the facts, as they are today. You are society, judge ye not. For sponsoring our podcast. So currently we're talking about who is the most what bangable world leader? Yeah, let me just let me just reintroduce. Alright, go, please do. Re. Yes. Who's the hottest world leader? So my current I've been thinking about this. So my current feeling is the emperor or the current king of Bhutan. Oh uh, yeah, I've yeah? seen that guy. Yeah? King. Mr. Mr. Wang Literally king. Let's see, let's see. Daddy. Come on, that's that's an attractive royal family. Oh, yeah, no, please. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, how about you? Raul Castro. Like, even now? Yes. Even in his, like, Especially 90s. now. Especially, like, 90-year-old, decrepit Castro. All right. Madeline? So, oh, oh, world leaders? Um, you know what? I got to give it up to uh, Kim Jong-un, uh, short boy. Uh, pole boy. We we stand a little boy. Yeah, Good we, boy. Yeah. So yeah, no, I would. Uh, I mean, would. <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got money. Um, he's got a big rocket. Yeah, exactly. As they say, I, I want to see his rocket. No. Yeah. I think we're ready. <clears throat> I think we're ready. I think we're warmed up. I think we're, we're mm-hmm. warmed up and ready. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome back to Tranifesto. Yes, Tranifesto, or how I learned to stop worrying and love bad representation. And today, we're definitely going to be putting that to the test. Uh, I am joined today. I am Madeline. I am joined today by. I am Amy. And and I'm Ree. Or Ree. What's it? What? Wait, what? I'm trying to think of like a. We're doing Glenn Glenda. I want to do like a joke. You're trying to do I, no re, re or let's restart. No, no, no. Reeve, let's Reeve, is a guy named Reeve. Is a guy. Reeve is a guy named Reeve. Reeve I'm I'm living a horrible double life where I am a man's vestite and a man's, a man's vestite. vestite. Wait, what? Well, anyways, that was a bad bit. Please cut that. No, no, it we're good. Fu- it wasn't funny. Well, too bad. We'll see what it's. We'll see what flies later on. Anyways, um, so yeah, uh, welcome to today's show. Uh, we are reviewing a uh, reviewing. Well, is that, is that what we're calling we, it? What are we doing? What we are enduring. I think the, we just keep getting the... worse at this. <laughs> yeah, y'all know. Well, I feel I like to think of us as like the three characters in Mystery Science Theater who are slowly being driven mad, and we're just subjecting ourselves yeah. to this. Yeah. It's just it's horrible. So. Uh, the movie that today we today wa- we watched. Yes, today we watched. Today we experienced. Uh, today we endured. We enjoyed. <laughs> well, we participated in. Yeah, we were. I had a great time. We. <laughs> I think. The, I think the real joy was the friends we made along the way, which was nobody. Today we experienced the Citizen Kane of film. Oh yeah. Wait, Citizen Kane. Widely considered one of the best movies ever made. Actually, undeniably on uh, so many lists. And one of the best songs. It's it's so good that it's transcended medium. Ah, trans. And that's our theme. Moving on to the actual title of the goddamn <laughs> fucking movie. 
Mm-hmm. Glenn or Glenda, the 1953 uh, film by Ed Wood. Ed Wood, the notorious uh, cross-dresser. Sweet transvestite. From trans movie. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I fucked that up. <laughs> Ed Wood, made famous by the biopic Ed Wood. Yes. And also by what some people call their penis. So anyways. No, that's Ed's Wood. I call mine Ed Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, 1953 movie uh, by Edward uh, basically is kind of a uh, narrative slash psychedelic experimental art student film. It so honestly, I... the first half feels like a PSA about mm. the existence of transvestites, and the second half feels like a weird psychosexual journey into the like abyss within Edward's brain. Oh, absolutely, and we will be covering all of that today because there is a whole lot of stuff to unpack here. Um, so yeah, um, kind of moving to the, the before we get into the kind of the the, the queer themes. As what like happened to, in this movie? Yeah, so what the queer happened? themes? I don't think there is anything in this movie that isn't. This entire movie queer is themes. just like, anyways. Um, but it really tries to play itself off as not queer. No, yeah, it's it's very sterile. Yeah, it's it's sterile in its 1950s way. If you're ignoring the weird psychosexual art bits. Yeah, yeah. but that's just Freud. Yeah, pretty much for any of our listeners who've watched Reefer Madness, just imagine that, but like in women's clothing. It's pretty much the same idea. It's I think Imagine it's... if the makers of Reefer Madness tried to make a ContraPoints video. Yeah, but also, it, <laughs> the thing is that like... <laughs> no, that's good. No, that's, that's good. That's actually solid. Or if ContraPoints tried to make Reefer Madness, one of the two. We were actually genuinely worried how we were going to approach this movie, and I think you just nailed it. So thank you, alcohol. But it's also if the people who made reefer madness themselves smoked a lot of weed yeah no, no, no that would that would be i mean they're especially bella lugosi which well because edward himself was a sweet transvestite yeah yeah and... so this movie is semi-autobiographical which is something to take into account yeah mm-hmm. and like it was certainly so, like this in the 1950s so like even though it's taboo today it was hella taboo back then mm-hmm. um also too and i really want to get to this at some point in time bella lugosi it's so taboo. Good. My oh. hero. Uh, yeah, it's taboo. Well, not on university campuses, but the rest of the actual world. My safe space. Yeah, exactly. Got hi UBC. It's not taboo on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not taboo, along with the cat people in the anime pics. Are we um, still talking about the fifties? Yes. Yes. Twitter. Twitter back in the fifties was actual birds, though. The weirdest part of this movie is when he defined cat girl. <laughs> And you, you just stared directly at the screen, breaking character, and just <laughs> talked about anime, which yeah was, I believe, yet to be invented. Right. So and striped socks. This movie is narrated by former Soviet leader Leonid Brezhnev, <laughs> who explains to the audience by Chairman Dracula. Bella Lugosi. It's Bella Lugosi. He explains to the audience. I feel he's... like I feel like calling a Hungarian Russian would get you slapped. Yeah, probably. It's okay, but yes, please continue. Uh, Bella Lugosi. He explains to the audience the life and times of Glenn. Well, I think you're, you're giving it too much credit. Yeah, he describes... I wouldn't exactly say he, ex- he describes. <laughs> it. He more gives like vague monologues about mm-hmm. the duality of man. Clearly, have no, no idea. No, that's true. And green like, dragons. it's, it's certainly yeah. not direct. Yeah. 
clearly having no idea what this movie is actually about. Yeah, but like he he basically looked like Leonard Nimoy hopped up on LSD trying to play it off cool, and it's just like the parts where he's like he waves his hand over people, makes them fucking disappear, and then just makes them show up in somewhere else, and just fucking ramblings all the time. But there also is a narrator who is very much a PSA commentator. Oh yeah, no, that guy went on to like direct such hardcore films as Driving on the Right Side of the Road and yeah. Saltine Crackers. Did you know Bella? I just I'm just remembering this. You know, Bella Lugosi was actually like a pretty big socialist, like union organizer in Hungary. Really? I can see that. Yeah, he was like a, he was a like early communist. Dope. Yeah, he was he was pretty cool. Yeah, I He's actually sad. I actually yeah no I totally am with Bella Lugosi as a huge horror movie fan. Also a trans ally. Yeah. Oh yeah, go Bella. Our boy. Our boy. Our sweet, sweet boy. So yeah, basically summarizing up, it was just a narrative experimental film. It's just a clusterfuck all over the place. It's, it's about transvestites. Mm-hmm. Yes. But transvestite in this context doesn't really just refer to like a man who wears women's clothing. Well, they do. They differ, different, differentiate. Between, yeah, there's like different types. Yeah, they don't use the word Clusters, if you will. Yeah. But they describe, you know, they, they go into saying, like, you know, there's cross-dressers versus somebody who would have, like, sex change. And it spends a yeah. lot of time for a movie about transvestites talking about sex changes. No, it absolutely spends most of the movie talking about essentially transgender people. Well, I think that's part of the thing, because it was the 1950s. There and really were... wasn't a distinction. No, so you saying, saying sex change in the parlance of the film, not, you know, just to keep my wokeness protected oh yeah no because this will go on the twitter I forget is it srs or grs what's the current the current G- preferred is GRS? grs genital reconstructive surgery yeah okay so we're not using reassignment anymore no it's not gender reassignment surgery because that doesn't make any sense and we got rid of srs for some reason that i don't quite sexual reassignment it shall now be known as genital it's... feng shui going forward <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean sex change. Yeah, so, it's a, so we're so yeah in, in the parlance of Bottom the time, yeah. sex change. Was it what's the you, what's that old like nursery rhyme? It was to like tie shoelaces. It's like double over the loop and turn shit. that frown upside down. Yeah, that was what that was for shoelaces. So that's basically what happens to your dick. Yeah, Anyways. my vagina has two pairs of lips, but I don't get monthly blood drips. Oh, so good. Maybe we'll make that the outro song. So for anybody who knows anything about ed wood they know that he is widely panned as like the creator of like the first worst best movies the first rousey yeah he was like he because more more his movie plan nine but also glenn and glenda are considered the very first movies like in the uh in the tradition of the room where they're so bad but they're so fun to watch so this movie is very much in that and it is really bizarre and I think we need to talk a little bit about the structure first and a little bit about mm-hmm. the way it's presented before we get into the really meat of it. Right, because there's the psychedelic Brezhnev narrator who has these weird like analogies and metaphors mm-hmm. and imagery and, and he kind just of stares shows at you up like every Dracula. now and then. Um, it almost has nothing to do with what's going on. It absolutely has nothing to do with going no, on. No, especially the, like, the, I'm going to call it the second act, which was basically the entire thing was a weird psychosexual strip show to, like, yeah. 1950s jazz. But also, there's a lot of the film is really sort of like a medical, medicalist 
like I said, sort of public service announcement yeah, it's more, it, about it feels... what transvestites are. And here's like the common experience. And there's also this dialogue between like a psychiatrist and a doctor. No, it's or, like a, it's a, a psychiatrist police and a police officer. Yeah, because it, it starts <laughs> off with a, the police officer coming in and finding a transvestite who had committed suicide, mm-hmm. which is a really dark way to start. It's a very dark beginning. Yeah. And also, was that Ed Wood at the beginning who killed themselves? I don't think so. No, I don't I, think so. I, but it was just the same outfit. Because, oh, okay. Gotcha. You know, when you got your, when you got your fetish, you got, you got to stick with well, it. Well, it was the 1950s. Not I a mean, great outfit. No, yeah. none of them were. Well, yeah, none of Ed Wood's specific outfits were very good. It's the 1950s. Women basically had three outfits to choose from, one of which had an apron, and mm-hmm. the other one was a dominatrix outfit so mm-hmm. i'm saying there were some looks no yeah this. that cropped sweater very good oh, yeah. some shit i would wear that mm. is like that is like raver outfit like yeah. you know like if that was that movie because this movie was in black and white but you know if this movie was in color that thing was going to be like fluorescent orange. like they definitely sell that at urban outfitters yeah can you buy because i was gonna say can you buy angora anymore not after the revolution yeah <laughs> angora is capitalism so yeah, there's but there's multiple framing devices. There's the conversation between the well, there's the Bella Lugosi cuts every now and then. There's the conversation between the psychiatrist and the police officer. Then there is the conversations between like the Ed Wood character and his wife, mm-hmm. and which also my bears... wife. <laughs> and there's also the the omniscient. <laughs> <Fuck> off. <laughs> okay. I regret nothing. You got it in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There's also the omniscient narrator. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like the documentary narrator. Yeah, it's like a documentary. Yeah. On transies. <laughs> I think that's a good word to describe the people in this show because I was uncomfortable saying transvestite, so transies. Yeah. They're trans ish. <laughs> the tr- transvest light. That's good. Oh, that's my new Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing that from. I'm also stealing that from a NoFX song. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the line? It's like I'm not transgender, just a lazy crossdresser. So this movie was made in the 1950s, and that was not a great time for public discourses about trans people, if they even occurred at it, all. It was a great time for malt shops, though. So that was pretty good. Well, I think that there wasn't necessarily like the cultural baggage on it it was such it's like true. A... it was just foreign and alien and bizarre yeah so when it did happen people were able to make their own mm-hmm. decisions about it because it was so rare and so weird that like yeah they could apply their own logic to it they as opposed hadn't to... already been sort of built up this image of trans people as deviant mm-hmm. monsters because even like there hasn't even been like the like gay panic of the 70s yet yeah which I think is when a lot of the evangelical like, bases was came into it. Sleeping in the labor peace, and there were no gays. Mm-hmm. Gays didn't exist in the 1970s. But that this, was Cocaine's fault. Despite all of this, this movie is actually surprisingly knowledgeable about trans people and surprisingly mm-hmm. sensitive. Yeah, because it has this running thing where it is trying very hard to distinguish between crossdressers and trans people, and like mm-hmm. there's this running narrative of a you know these people like reading a news story about somebody who's had a sex change operation and them discussing it discussing it and having it and applying it to their own lives and like you know obviously the writer projecting but having all of these people being like oh you know i can't imagine what it would have been like to go through that oh they should be able to live their life the way they want to and yeah no weirdly the text is kind of Mm pro-trans or basically like saying that 
you know, it's not for everybody, but also, you know, people who do do it, that's have the thing a good they reason. have to do. And, and they got to do it. They can live their life the, best, the way they want to. It's a happy ending when yeah. they transition. Exactly. Even the part with the construction workers are like... Um, the good working class boys who respect their trans sisters. Exactly. The guys are like, I just don't understand it. Which is kind of like, I mean, overly simplifies it. But that's usually a lot of the trans panic that exists yeah. nowadays, which is just like, I don't understand it. Unfortunately, now it's taken to a place of just violence in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, it's a lot of it's just like, I don't understand. It's like, well, just imagine how that person feels. Well, I mean, at this point, everyone is sort of raised with a lot more baggage about trans people. Because mm-hmm. everyone has seen Ace Ventura and Silence of the Lambs, which we'll get to. Uh, and day. so they cannibalism, good representation. They have more of a conception of trans people as negative and not just as foreign. Mm-hmm. Whereas perhaps in the fifties, it was more just like a, a completely alien, alien concept. Thing. Yeah, I mean, there yeah. was a lot of like in more serious tones. There was a lot of segregation and stuff like that in the nineteen fifties. No, things were not good in the nineteen fifties. Yeah, like, like, all you fucking like idiot young kids are like, oh, let's go back to the nineteen fifties. Everyone's so nice to each other. It's like fuck off. No, it's just that America was like deeply, deeply repressing the enormous contradictions no, of its no, social no, society. No. Things were things were great in the fifties. And trans people had it really well, and I am transitioning into a trad wife. I am a transvestite. <laughs> I, I I told you I would figure out a joke. Yes, yeah, so the, the the trans the transvestite thing is interesting because it very Let's much explore Ree's transvestite. Wait, and so the thing about the transvestite phenomenon in this movie is that <laughs> because in the 1950s patriarchal models of gender were so rigid. And so repressive for women. The concept of a man transitioning into a woman comes loaded with all of that baggage too. Yeah. And all the baggage of 1950s patriarchy. And so, you know, it's the housewife that you are transitioning into Mm. who like sweeps the floor and wears these weird dresses and yeah because there was uh there was that part in the in the show where they're basically the psychologist is talking mm-hmm. and he's basically he was saying that uh for not ed wood's character what was the other uh girl though the intersex one like Anne or something yeah something like the those lines yeah and basically he was saying that you know once she transitioned and they did explore an intersex person in the show which was interesting you mean pseudo hermaphrodite sorry the word they used was pseudo hermaphrodite which is that is they, its they own descri- thing. They, des- they describe an intersex person. Yeah, but... but... Yeah, they describe an intersex person, and that sort of is used to hand-wave away the gender transition mm-hmm. because they were able... Like, the, the, the pieces were already there. Yeah, so yeah. the only people who would benefit from a sex change are people who already... Who have, like, mm-hmm. latent or underdeveloped sexual organs of the other sex. Well, right. And, and, and now we're getting into Ed Wood's bizarre Freudian conception of what trans people are mm-hmm. and his like Blanchardy classifications. Ah, <laughs> uh, God bless. I like, I like the days of like old sexual psychology. Like that stuff was dope. Like there was the Kinsey scale, like you're gay on a scale of one to 10. Yeah. No. So yeah, it gets into the psychology and like the weird, like medical shit around differentiating between a crossdresser or a trans person who is indistinguishable from an intersex person in this case. Well, and a homosexual. Oh, and of course a homosexual. A homosexual. Who, who homosexual. Does sometimes don the clothing and makeup of the female sex to attract the. Uh... Well, that's the thing is that there's like three types, three clusters in this mm-hmm. movie of Edward's conception of trans people. There's the 
gay boys who just want to fuck mm-hmm. um, and light each other's cigarette by touching the tips together and like sometimes wear makeup to like seduce men oh yeah that was the thing when they basically said they would uh wear dawn on the uh, aesthetic of women to seduce men and, and then was the homosexual yeah. which yeah because that that's how that works and then yeah. there's the transvestites who just like to wear the clothes and don't want to like mess around with their bits and then and like think that they're more comfortable because like edward has a weird thing where he thinks that women's clothes are just way more comfy yeah why would anybody ever want to be a man it's just you wear a hat and it makes you bald why would yeah, you and that's, that's, that's one of his takes is that hats are too tight and make you bald which is like and no that's funny we need to unpack that yeah and it's better because it's the 1950s as well so like instead of seven wearing in that 10 you... men wear hats and seven and ten men are bald <laughs> And also, too, you get the torpedo bra, which was an amazing invent was of lot. the 1950s. Mm-hmm. That needs to be brought back. Well, and then there's the third type, the quote-unquote true transvestite, who, Aww. like, earnestly wants to be a woman. Well, there was an interesting line when they were going over that, though. But where also they talk- straight. Oh, of course. Yeah, we need to... Dr- straight boy. And also, yeah. oh, Lesbian, no, no. Lesbians don't exist in this universe. Yeah, and also, too, it wasn't straight in the context of the movie. It was normal. Which is, yeah. uh, which I mean, like again, 1950s. And when I say straight, I mean attracted to women. Yeah, which again, hat. it's really interesting because I guess they really go in on it is normal that a transvestite is attracted to women because they are a man, but it is normal that a pseudo hermaphrodite is attracted to men because they are female. Well, it's it's yeah, it's it's essentializing yeah what are just so, bizarre yeah. and like a shit that Edward came up on came up with on the spot or that mm-hmm. Freudian psychologists were like jerking off to in the 50s which again I feel like these takes are fairly advanced for like the resources that you would have available at the time though because I feel like these this is all stuff that like nowadays like you probably would th- go get past but I can't mm-hmm. imagine like having the point of reference to get past it back in those days but yeah there's one line I want to go to that was when they were going over the three different types where they're talking about how the transvestite or whatever doesn't doesn't wear women's clothing to attract men but rather to separate themselves from men which i thought was kind of an interesting line yeah to divorce yourself from your assigned gender yeah instead of to attract the sex but to separate yourself from the sex or to remove yourself from the other sex yeah because one of the things that they were talking about was like with the two with the two uh case studies that they were mostly focusing on or the fictional case studies Mm -hmm. which was just like there was the whole idea was is that like they were doing that and dressing that way because of difficulties with the mother and father which was an old that that's old freudian yeah that's old freudian theory Yeah, the idea that like because that's also for gay people i think back then Mm -hmm. where if you don't get enough attention from your father and spend too much time with your mother you turn out gay or whatever well and also it's like they want to transition to be their mother because they didn't have a mother Mm -hmm. who was caring or whatever yeah and in this they get it so that the they cross-dress so that they because what was it so they they cross-dress to create the person that they didn't get the attention of as their youth but when they get married they can transfer that person to their their partner it's honestly totally doesn't is inconsistent like it's not i don't think that ed wood presents a coherent theory of gender in this movie no i think that he's like (laughs) got weird dysphoric thoughts that are spiraling in his head and that he's trying to channel into art big mood this entire movie was ed wood was just going no it's fine see it's normal i made a movie about it it's okay now ed wood like i'm not gay though i just like anyway here's a complete description of what srs entails yeah oh god there was the really 
like fanciful sex change operation oh i hated that scene where it was just like these doctors just staring uncomfortably at like just fucking while bringing out the breasts or oh, yeah. whatever the line was they were just like yeah they were trying to like oh like it made it sound like it was a fucking treasure hunt it's like oh we found the titties x marks the spot the second half of this movie is edward's psychosexual psychedelic trip about gender and like transvestitism it's like for anybody who's watched fear and loathing in las vegas that yeah. part where he's on ether imagine that well it's honestly like ed wood made the contrapoints video gender dysphoria like 60 years ahead of time mm-hmm. so contra if you're listening to this first off hi uh secondly uh you stole from ed wood so you know i mean didn't didn't we all we all we're all derivative of ed wood that's what we're doing here exactly so yeah because it's women like being sexual towards Bella Lugosi I'm not sure about that and then there's parts where it's women getting like hog tying each other yeah and then and being sexually there's, assaulted I yeah the sexual assault that. and like bit. stripping like yeah. initially in the first part of it I'm like this is actually probably one of my favorite parts of the movie because it was really like over the top and was hilarious avant-garde it, yeah and it was just like I my whole interpretation was like it was supposed to be like the internal struggle of like wanting to wear women's clothes and stuff like that I'm like okay you know what it's it's a little heavy handed but I too went to art school so I can survive this uh, and then it just it ended up just getting so uncomfortable, especially with Bella Gosey just like standing off in the corner and jerking off. Like it was just. It honestly just felt like Edward's dysphoric spiral. Yeah. And then, on psychedelics. Yeah, and then like he had know, a bad trip and he made a movie. Yeah, yeah, and then feeling like you know like Edward himself like getting surrounded by his peers and getting like pointed yeah, down these, and then all these like girls pointing at him yeah and, and like, emasculating him and yeah. Sa- satan popping in our Call boy out to our boy satan, Call satan to... is there. shout out satan because satan's satan... just hanging around yeah because satan... no, no, no. satan threw down for trans uh satan is for trans rights because satan not only uh dispelled all the people like shaming ed by turning ed into glenda mm-hmm. um but also uh he like officiated the marriage and he was just very supportive so again, Satan King. at us. We Come on the show, please. God bless. Satan, Satan please respond. Bless. Yeah. So like, but I feel like the entire time you're just wondering what this is actually supposed to represent specifically. No. And like, I don't think there is a coherent interpretation of this movie. No. Because I don't think Ed Wood is a good filmmaker. <laughs> no. I Ed- think more so what we can take from this is... A broader analysis of where Ed Wood was at in terms well, of something something funny about this because trying to figure this shit out. Yeah, just like because a, you haven't seen the Tim Burton film, no. so in that it is insinuated that this is basically Ed Wood's co- way of coming out to his wife as a, as a crossdresser. That's intense. Also, and you have to understand with Ed Wood's filmmaking techniques, uh, as was uh, Plan Nine, mm-hmm. um, he, every single take is just one take. Like, he doesn't do extras. It's just like, no, nah, it's fine. So, yeah, this is a, like, that's wild... That's authentic filmmaking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's I real. I think that people who do more than one take are hacks. <laughs> Fuck you, Francis Ford Coppola. Fucking I... David Pincher. <laughs> I know filmmakers who use tough takes. They're all cowards. <laughs> They're fucking cowards, losers, Stop using hacks. metaphors. Say what you mean. Just point the camera and make the movie. <laughs> you this, is why, this is why I love porn, just for the storylines. Porn's very straightforward. Well, porn is honest. Yeah, porn is. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't do different takes, which is essentially lying. <laughs> yeah, no. 
like just like cutting and, and doing different takes is lying to the audience. It yeah, is like why are you lying? There is no jump cuts in porn. It's just one continuous shot. I which mean, is... there's no multiple takes in real life. No, exactly. And you're trying to make a real movie about the world. Yeah, I want yeah. to do an authentic porn where there's just like reruns of Friends of in the background and everyone's got their socks on still. Mm-hmm. Look, I give it like at least six more months and then we're all going to be doing reviews on porn movies because we've run out of trans representation. So we're just going to try to find the best script. We're going to get there pretty soon. Yeah, I really did believe that if was the step If anyone has any recommendations for like... Gmail porn with good story. We will absolutely we will review this. We will. I feel, I feel like there's at least one one trans person in Caligula, which I think is enough of a reason to watch oh, it. Oh yeah, let's do Caligula. Up next on Tranifesto. <laughs> we just wanted to really watch this movie. Mm-hmm. So again, as we do with all of the things at the end of our fucking show, in which we are all in a semi-drunken haze, uh, we'd like to discuss our opinions on the movie and whether we thought it was good representation. If it was a good movie um, In this one Lord knows We were all going to Probably have very Different opinions on this So Re, You want to take it away For the 50s It raises some Surprisingly Interesting questions And handles these questions In a way Better than Some things do today But also It's a disaster mm-hmm. And Like this movie is a, Like an hour And ten minutes long It's on YouTube it feels like it goes on forever. No, I felt we, like we were watching that movie for four hours. And I mean, like, to be and fair... it was a short movie. 25 minutes of that was just stock footage of fucking Vietnam War. The Vietnam War <laughs> well, had not happened. That. Well, <laughs> oh, right. Well, then what war was that? This, this is before Vietnam. That oh, was World yeah, War II. That was World War II. That, that was, was World Pacific. War II. Jesus. Yeah, that was the right. Pacific Korean Vietnam. War hadn't happened. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, good representation. It's it, kissing. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's that's pretty good. And then sudden, just a wavery finger. Yeah, non-committal wiggly hands. Yeah. I like. I like this movie in a sense that, like, first off, I am definitely gonna buy it on DVD. I need to own this for my collection. I owned Reefer Madness for the longest time, but I've lost it, so I need to get that again. But um, first off, anything with Bella Lugosi. Do you only know two movies from the fifties? This and Reefer Madness. There was no other movies in the nineteen fifties. Those are the only two movies that exist. Um, they but, really were the core of the movement. Yeah, exactly. Everyone else just ripped off of these. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I liked it not in a way that was enjoyable. If that I know that sounds almost <laughs> contradictory, but uh, it's one of those things that like I feel like if there ever is a museum of transness or the journey that took us to a certain place. That's our podcast. Yeah, exactly. First off, we're going to be in that museum. So uh, big ops to that. Um, but secondly, uh, like I said, like 60 people listening and we have egos. This oh, big. yeah. No, I mean, like, whatever. It's a pretty big deal. But I feel that like it's one of those things that's like important to understand context for. Mm-hmm. I think it's a movie that... <laughs> I wouldn't recommend anybody really watches uh, other than if you're interested to see where we were to where we are now. Cause sometimes like right now, especially like for me, I'll speak from experience. It's kind of hard to see the journey. I'm not very historical. History is not really a big subject of mine. So I me kind neither. of, yeah, no, it's not like you're in school what for is, it. What is history? Yeah. History is just mystery cause it's patriarchal and there's a mystery. Look, the- I'm not sure anything actually ever happened. No. It's very postmodernist of you. <laughs> time started. Time started History in 1987. Technically, you can't know. 
what even just happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm older than all of you, so you were all born into my timeline. 1987 is when things started. Um, but like I, I think Foucault and all my professors hate me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I would say it's a if you're interested in seeing like how the progression of uh, trans as an identity or as a uh, you know I guess to some people at the time a belief system in a weird way. Uh, this is a good movie to watch. Um, I would not say watch this for entertainment value, but watch it more for like, oh, this is what one person did to try to describe mm-hmm. as poorly as they could well, what things were like. It's like it's a document of the like wild dysphoric thoughts that yeah. you know, every, all, yeah. like all everybody who goes through like any sort of weird gender questioning period has, but in a period where they had almost no point of reference aside from like a couple sensational quotation mark sex change stories and like it's an autobiographical take of like that weird point Mm -hmm. in time from this one specific person who Mm -hmm. has some thoughts that a lot of trans people can relate to totally even Uh, though it goes to completely bizarre conclusions yeah and Ames what are your thoughts on it I think it's like mainlining the paranoid despair of a 1950s crossdresser who is full of internalized transphobia and has no real framework for understanding any of what he's going through, she's going through, um, besides that which Ed Wood invented for this movie. Yeah. And so in that way, it's fascinating. And it is a slog. It's grueling. It's not really a fun movie. It's not a good movie. No, it's not. And it's, you know, not... Not unproblematic. I messaged one of my friends saying we were watching this movie and they're just like, why? I understand now. I think there is a niche that would enjoy this movie. This movie has value. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This movie has has value. This movie has value. It is valid. It is valid. (laughs) It is not fun. It sucks. I'm sorry. I love Plan 9. This sucks. I want to explain what being trans is to somebody that an easy way is to just show them this movie yeah and, and hopefully they get bored halfway through and they're just like fuck fine whatever you want to do just stop the goddamn movie mm-hmm. all right thanks for joining everybody uh, as always uh it's been wonderful uh, having you listen to us thank you again uh i am at rabbit underscore is dead on twitter you can find me or dm me there i am at lavender ashtray um my dms are not open sorry boys but yeah. you can follow me and I'm at Riri Carter, R-H-I-R-H-I-C-A-R-T-E-R. My DMs are open, please. I crave attention. That's all you will. Just send all the dick pics to Riri. Yeah, exactly. Dick Cheney. Dick, <laughs> dick, dick Van Dyke. Ooh, that's a good one. If you have any complaints, just don't DM me about it. Yeah. If you if you want to complain about... Well, I mean, okay, fine. Okay, dick pics to me, complaints to Madeline. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, which of those two would you do you crave more? Well, considering I just had that really creepy dude message me asking to help me or asking me to help him masturbate, I'm done. So, anyways, we're gonna leave it on that note. That's and, why my DMs are close. Yeah, no, <laughs> and I haven't learned my lesson yet. Anyways, uh, love you okay, all. Okay, okay, okay. D- good dick pics to me. Help masturbating to Madeline. Oh no, I love you all. Please, nothing. I just. <laughs> Contact us if you need anything. Uh, And until next time, um, just remember, just because it's bad doesn't mean it's not good. And we'll see you all next time. I fucking hate you. No fucking... (laughs) 